Welcome back to the Turnbuckle Tavern and another editions of our visits to Tavern live from the No Sale Studios on the Ace of the Tavern Ace Field Retro. And I'm joined today by a very special guest, the Miasma, Zach Ramsey. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Thanks for having me on today, uh, giving me a platform to speak to you and your fan base and uh, have a good Sunday afternoon. Let's roll. Absolutely. And I'm very, very happy to have you on here. I know we've been trying to link up. You and I met in person for the first time at Remarkable Wrestling. Of course, yep. we'll get into that as well. So it's a pleasure to sit down and give you the platform, as you said, to talk about all the awesome things you're doing in the, in the world of wrestling. Thank you. Appreciate it. So we are about three months into 2023, believe it or not, we're you know right in the first week of March, and you made your Victory Pro Wrestling debut at Notorious about a month ago. You made your remarkable debut in that Rumble that we just spoke about. And of course, we'll get into it at length. You guys can see the link at the bottom here, miasmatheseries.com. You dropped five episodes of your, your new YouTube series. How would you describe your 2023 thus far? I mean, you seem like a busy guy. Yeah, busy is, uh, is an understatement, uh, but it's... Uh... That's the, that's the way you get things going, right? Traction is just from consistency and, you know, keeping your name out there, building the brand. And that's what Zach Ramsey's is about. You know, I, I have tried to uh, establish that that understanding that if you're seeing me, you're going to get everything. And uh, I, I, anything from everything from me is a lot. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, uh, fortunately, I've had opportunities this year to hit a bunch of new places and, uh experience uh, some new dynamics with different wrestlers and uh, meet some new fans and uh, get my story out there in a new way. Hence uh, the series. So yeah, it's been, it's been productive. Uh, and to your point, you know, we're just starting off March here. So we're really two full months in and uh, we're going. Yeah. I mean, you, we talked about the, the moniker, the miasma I introduced you at the rumble with that moniker and it's fairly new on your end, I believe, right. A couple months in as far as, as your moniker goes as being influenced. Cause I don't know if I heard them in introduce you at MYWC with that, but what was the original influence for the miasma character? So um, to your point, when I was a regular in MYWC uh, back in uh, 2019, 2020, the miasma had not yet become a thing. That really was an idea that um, I kind of created and expanded upon during the pandemic. And then since the pandemic, it's kind of, it's become my mantra. It's become my, my, my tagline. And then this year, you know, I've really taken that idea that I've run with on the Indies for the last year and a half or so. And I was like, all right, let's blow this up more and really make the miasma what it is. And so to your question, uh, my simple definition of the miasma is it's a dark, overwhelming force that, consumes and constricts everything and the more you fight against it the worse it gets it's a greek term uh you know it, it, there's multiple definitions and examples of a miasma but you know the black plague was considered a miasma where it was you know this problem for lack of a better term that they didn't we weren't sure how it was spreading how it was getting around but it got its fingers in everything and once you had it you could do any type of remedy or go see the plague doctor didn't matter you were done and so zach ramsey's i'd like to personify that mentality here where you step into the ring with me and i'm this big hulking man that you can run away you could for some reason if you want to try to fight back against me <laughs> but it's only gonna get worse and worse as the match goes on the only way it ends is if you lay down and let me pin you or if you you tap out that's the only option and so that's the idea behind it. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to the kind of the point here, it's an unusual term. It's one that people don't usually know what it means, which that's the idea. I want people to hear me like, I don't know what that is. I haven't heard that before, but that's different. What does that mean? And now again, I, I can define it, but I think it's best defined through my YouTube series, my asthma series. I think that, uh, gives the true full scope, which was by design. Yeah, and I looked up, I actually Googled it myself to get the definition and things yeah. like the plague mask come up and a very dark, ominous imagery, which I know is, as you guys can see the background here, we have some some nice lighting for us, uh, for Zach yeah. Ramsey's, uh, you know, a little bit of candlelit for us on a Sunday afternoon. But you mentioned Miasma, the series, and you're five episodes in, mini series, right? So uh, I guess speak to what was the idea behind creating a world behind the character? Obviously, you guys create a character while you're in the ring with promo work and on social media now. But this is an extension of you in the ring. And I guess it's just kind of all encompassing, as you mentioned. Yeah. So the idea with the series was just that that most people, that is their character. It's, you know, 
what you see in the ring and what you get in promos, which of course that's the, the basis of what I do as is, but pro wrestling and success in pro wrestling comes from separation. What makes you unique? What makes you something that I can't get from turning on SmackDown Friday or dropping into AEW or going to any local independent wrestling show? What, what are you getting out of Zach Ramsey that you can't get somewhere else? And so I try to inform all my actions in wrestling with that mentality. Um, and so over like the last year, uh, year and a half or so, you know, I travel all over, you know, I'm, I'm New York based, but I find myself, you know, up in Maine, down in North Carolina, I'll be in Pittsburgh, I'll be in Western New York, I'm everywhere. I try to be at least. Um, so in those travels, especially uh, as someone who, you know, gets New York, you spend a lot of time in the car just trying to get out of Long Island, getting, getting right. to the city, nonetheless getting anywhere else. So in my long travels, I got a lot of time to think. And so in that time, uh, over the last uh, year or two, I've thought, like, oh, what can I do that will make Zach Ramsey's even more special and even more just purely a, 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 a you have to see it to get it type thing? And so, you know, I, I, I love film. If uh, this series isn't evident of that, I'm a big uh, cinematic fan. Uh, and so it's like, all right, if I combine that passion with my wrestling, what can I create that hasn't been done? And I've spoken about this of late uh, where, you know, within video series and stuff like that, there's a lot that's been done in wrestling. You know, I, I bring up being the elite or, you know, like Sammy Guevara's uh, uh, video logs or things of that nature. It's like, all right, People have done stuff on YouTube and stuff that's been successful, but you can't do what they did because it's been done. You have to come up with something different. And so, you know, this time I thought to myself, I, I can't really think of someone, especially in independent wrestling, that did a long-form dramatic narrative. I, I To me, it's, it's, it's untapped terrain. And people do it here and there for like maybe a promo for a specific match or something like that. They'll, they'll invest a couple of bucks into doing like a five-minute video for that match, which is awesome. I love when people do that. But in, to this extent that I did it, I don't see it happening often. So to me, it was like, that can be, this can be something that further differentiates. And it's, essentially, it's my, my strengths, which, again, I, I know I have a lot of strengths in this business, but my head and my creativity, I know, is one of them. And so right. this, was, this was an avenue to, to push that. And, uh, you know, within that idea, I kind of played around and, you know, I wrote the script uh, for all five episodes. And I took a lot of ideas that I had previously had, had and defined by expanding them more, where, again, what is, you know, the miasma I, I, for the last year and a half, I've hashtag quest of Erebus, which in my head, I've kind of known what that means. And I would name drop in a promo here and there, but I'm like, all right, but what does that really mean? So I brought all that together and um, that's kind of where we ended up. And I think it was, uh, again, a unique uh, end game, which was what I was looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And I see, I think we've seen the rise, especially throughout the pandemic of wrestling with, these cinematic matches and having a platform. And I, I think the, the initial was probably the broken universe with Matt Hardy. Have you watched any of that stuff to influence oh, yeah. you to build a world of characters? Cause it's not just about you now. It's about the subset of characters that you might be creating and bringing them into the ring with you, like to the ring or as a manager, who knows where it goes. Absolutely. So the broken universe, absolutely uh, great stuff. Uh, you talk about, people who get it creatively in wrestling and uh, on that short list you have matt hardy ever anyone who has followed his career uh whether in wwe tna and impact uh you know indies obviously now in aew this is a guy that creatively with character work he's he's next to next to none you know he, he's awesome and so uh absolutely uh, often i'll bring up how the closest comparison i can make to my asthma series is the broken universe though Hardy leaned into comedy more and it was right. more wrestling based where, you know, they would have, you know, tag team apocalypto, which would, was ultimately, it, it was a match, but it was, you know, you had stars guard, the dilapidated boat and you had stuff like that <laughs> coming up in there, which was excellent. But, uh, you know, but it was still, it was more funny and it was still wrestling focused. So it's absolutely a close uh, comparison though. And, um, you know, that, uh, those types of, of uh, projects definitely uh, they bear influence on, on what I did here. Um, but again, my goal was take some of the stuff that worked from that, but still keep it my own, do my own thing uh, respectively still. Um, but uh, yeah, fortunately uh, there, you know, 
the pandemic kind of forced people into thinking outside the box a little more, um, which sometimes didn't yield great results. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think when it did, it was good stuff. And, uh, you know, it's now it's finding that that balance uh, of, of what works and what doesn't. And, and to your point about integrating these ideas into the ring, because, yeah, again, there's episodes where I'm barely in it. You know, it's focused on the other characters more so. And, uh, you know, one of the one of my regular stops in independent wrestling is a company, uh, All or Nothing Pro Wrestling on Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, I am their reigning uh, heavyweight champion there. And in, in that company, the Grim Guild, which is introduced in my Asmund series, they accompany me to the ring. They're, for lack of a better term, as you said, they're basically my managers and they're kind of my uh, my goons. Where, yeah, it, it absolutely, there is a blend now that is exciting to me where it's like, again, this is separate, but they can be intertwined and it makes what I'm doing in the ring matter more and feel more fleshed out because ultimately people want to see fun characters. And that, that's my belief because uh, the beauty of nowadays is there's a lot of really good wrestlers out there, which is awesome. You're all more often than not, you're going to see good stuff in the ring when you go out to your local independent show. But if everyone's just good and we're doing good matches, it's like, well, what makes one stand out over the other? And to me, that's where the character comes in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the YouTube stuff and like even Twitch and social media and, and Instagram stretches the realm of in between your bookings. I mean, you're booked all these places once a month for some of these independents and multiple times you're making you know shows in the weekends. But if people can tap into you on social media and on YouTube and learn more about your character, it just extends the fandom. I mean, you can go back to Matt Cardona. He was someone who did that from, you know, the long, the true Long Island story. That was yeah. uncharted territory. And I feel like this is something that could be very, very beneficial because it expands just whatever promotion you're working for. You mentioned AON, but you also mentioned VPW. It doesn't matter where you are. The character comes with you. So I love it personally. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, that, yeah you bring up Cardona. Absolutely. That's a guy who constantly was trying to, in this kind of same uh, wavelength I was on, you know, he wasn't able to uh, maximize his time on television, not for the lack of effort or trying on his end back in 2010, 2011 in WWE. So he created his own avenue and obviously it worked really well. That's what you got to do. And uh, it was kudos to him. And yeah, he created some great stuff. You mentioned uh, hashtag Quest of Arabis. We just broke up for a sec, but you mentioned that the quest of uh, Erebus as your in Greek mythology, and uh, he's the personification of darkness. If you look him up, that is who he is as a as a Greek god. So, how do you tie this into the Zach Ramsey's persona? Or is it just a part of it, or tie that in with the Greek mythology? So, when I was really kind of getting rolling on the road, I was like, you know, it, again. In, in the world of Zach Ramsey's, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because everyone needs a reason. And of course, in wrestling, you can always break it down to the simplicity of, I'm here because I want to win and I want to win championships, which in theory, that's what everyone should be doing what they're doing whatever for. I mean, that that's simple. But again, how do I put my own twist on that? How do I make it mine? And so I was like, all right, I sh I'm I'm on this, this, this pursuit here with traveling around. And so I came up with the idea. I remember, I forgot. Actually, I think it was uh, Christopher Lee, uh, if uh, you're familiar, you know, very famous actor. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a million things, but well-known in our tar generation from Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and, you know, all, all the classic horror stuff he used to do. But anyway, um, he was also a heavy metal singer uh, in his later days. He did like, some some metal music uh, before he died. And he had a song, uh, 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 which is actually, it's a cover, but it's called The Impossible Dream. I remember listening to that one day and like, you just talked about, you know, being on this quest and this goal to, 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 uh, to reach the unreachable stars. And I loved the concept and was like, how do I turn that into something that Zach Ramsey's would say? And so I took that and I took the Greek concept of miasma and I was like, what's the link here? Who, who is, who's putting me on this quest? And that's how I ended up with Erebus. Cause I'm like, Erebus is a God that again, in, in aesthetic and vibe fits me. But at the same time, I was like, I don't want to do like, Zeus or uh, or like one of these well-known gods that's like it's in a box already because you've seen you know Hades you've seen Hades in Hercules and you know you saw Hades town on Broadway it's like these are established characters that outside the lore everyone kind of has an, an interpretation of the radio it's like I don't know anyone that even knows Erebus so I can do whatever I want with this character and it's no one's gonna be like, hey, well, you know, that, that doesn't fit with the interpretation I have. It's like, no, this is probably your only interpretation you have because who the hell heard of Erebus before? So I took that and kind of 
created the Quest of Erebus slogan. I would drop it in my promos, but then in the process of creating this uh, the, the series, I was like, all right, what really is Erebus? What really are these ideals that I'm following? And then from there, that led me to creating the Grim Guild and the entire cult order that's focused on in the series. Um, and uh, it kind of took on a life of its own uh, in the series and beyond now. So it's, uh, but again, it's, it's, it's a very cool kind of, but also very uh, minimally defined God within the, the pantheon there because, you know, it's one of kind of those early Greek gods that like, it wasn't like in like a lot of stories and stuff like that. So there's details, but not enough that it's like, all right, uh, how do I fit this into me? It's like, no, I can make Erebus uh, whatever I want. Yeah. And with Greek mythology, I think the stories speak for itself larger than life. That's what pro wrestling is at its best. When you have mm -hmm. people and characters that are larger than life, you, mentioned the preconceived notions people have of these other characters but i mean tying greek mythology and wrestling together aside from just Erebus and and some of the other tie-ins of what is the similarity to you like obviously you could tap into pro wrestling history and watch videos and watch tape of all these other characters but you're in a realm right now where you can go into open up a textbook from history and just be like i want to tap into greek mythology and bring that into the ring with me yeah no it's you know i i think a uh, that that point alone that it's it's untapped terrain um, where it's it, it gives me options to uh, for myself to expand my own ideas, but then also to uh, create you know visuals of gear and stuff like that. It gives me a lot of uh, of content to work with, but um, but beyond that, even you know, I just I I, I like the idea that Zach Ramsey's is you know. I, I, you know, in wrestling, you have these characters who are just like bad and evil. It's like, okay, but, but why? Be, because it's like, well, that's not really a good reason for anything. So it's like, all right, well, let me take this character of Erebus, take this lore and make it something. It's like, all right, now there's a reason for everything I do. Be uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a coach as well. I coach football and I always tell my players, I'm like, if, I ever tell you do this just because you have to do it. Shame on me. Cause that, well, what does that mean to me as a player? When I played this uh, football and I'm training for wrestling and whatnot, anything I do, I want to know why I'm doing it. Cause otherwise I'm wasting my time. There should be a purpose and, and wrestling. I mean, you hear it so much. It's like people do moves just for the sake of doing moves. There should be a reason behind it all. And I agree with that. So into that same uh, uh, concept though, our character should be the same thing. Why, why do you come out wearing that jacket? Why do you wear that one glove? Why do you wear those? Like everything, sh there, there should be practicality, not just because it looks cool, which ultimately, yeah, that's important, but okay. So that, that to, to your initial question here, yeah. Erebus and the, yeah, the, the, the darkness that comes to the character and then the expansion of the Grim Guild and all this. You watched my asthma series. Now it's like, okay, now I understand why Zach is doing what he's doing. His garb is, oh yeah, it's part of his attire within this this order that he's a representative of. It's like the the name. It's 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 not only you know a personification of, of an idea, but it's also it's a role within this order. There's a there's a practical reason. I'm not just going through motions. I'm not just doing stuff. Yeah, and when you speak to just wrestling at its simplest form, as you do the the simple moves in the ring or not even doing anything at all, if you go back to Elimination Chamber with Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, they didn't lock up for eight minutes and the crowd was going absolutely nuts. You go to Hogan yep. Rock at WrestleMania 18 in Toronto, mm -hmm. same thing. So when yep. you get people invested in the character and understand what the intentions are and what the, the stakes are, like raising the bar and telling people why they should care, I think that's a beautiful thing. So, I mean doing a lot of good stuff. And you guys can check it out at myasmatheseries.com. You can follow Zach Ramsey's at Zach Ramsey's on Instagram. But let's get into this media tour you've been doing. You've been on quite the media tour doing podcasts. I feel like I'm the last stop, uh, no. but I'm certainly going to be doing more hyping it up if there's you know a season two or whatever's yeah. coming up. But it's got to be different than being in the ring and then and obviously filming with the character. And there's different platforms. Ever There's different people that are asking you questions. I'm sure it's been a, a ride for you going on these shows. But what side do you hope people see of you, the person on these, on these podcasts or interviews to get to know your passion and why you're doing this as an important thing in your life? So ultimately I think passion feeds passion. And, uh, you know, if, if 
I see someone who is hell bent on accomplishing a, a goal or a dream, you want to support them because you feel how invested they are. And again, ultimately, that's pro wrestling at its at its at its foundational levels, where you get behind Sami Zayn because, despite everything that's gone down with this guy, you're like, you know what? He should be the champion. I want that because you feel the sympathy for him. You feel that that you look at his face and those great emotions that he shows just with his 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 eyes alone. You want to support a guy like that. And so, to me, the goal of doing these podcasts is let you feel the thought and the the creativity and the passion and the the enthusiasm I have for this project. And ideally, when you watch it, you kind of get why I took all this time to do this. Make, again, make things make sense, make things matter. Uh, and, you know, obviously I'm very excited about this. Uh, again, I, I love, I love film. My, my goal in life has always been to make uh, waves in entertainment on multiple levels. Again, whether that's in the film business, uh, pro wrestling, I wish I could uh, succeed in music because I love music, but I don't have musical talent. So such is life, but you know, ultimately, <laughs> I love the I love storytelling. That's what I've always cared about. I know in, in wrestling, some people get mad when you call wrestling storytelling, but it's what it is. Uh, yes, it's also sport, uh, and I don't disagree with that. But again, everything the most successful wrestling of all time is wrestling that's a payoff to great stories. And that goes back 125 years. So Within that, you know, this whole, the, the whole Miasma Media Tour has been to let people see in, in a, a unfiltered manner how how much I, I put into this and, and that this wasn't just, you know, me being like, all right, I'm just going to make a series because, you know, it seems cool. It's like, no, I want to do this because I give a damn about everything that you see in the ring, so much so that I could not tell this story in a ring. Whoa, I'm hitting my microphone because I'm so passionate. But, That's the passion. Let's go. <laughs> coming out of me. But I literally couldn't, like, this is a story that I, I can't tell you this in the promo. You know, it, within most independent wrestling platforms, it's hard for me to tell a story this elaborate between vignettes and in-ring matches. This is something that needed a different medium. And I want people to realize how important this is uh, to understanding me. And if you do get into it, then when you see me in the ring and you see my, my promos and you see my postings, it's like, all right, now this is even more cool. Uh, but also uh, it feels again, important. And, and that's, that, that's my, my biggest hope for fans and wrestlers and promoters to realize Zach Ramses is giving you something different and something that, that it, it means something to him. And if you follow it, hopefully it means something to you. Yeah, and taking it to all the different promotions, and it's it's an ingrained story you can bring with you, even on a one-off for month to month. If you're making your debut, you can bring the guild with you. You could you could yep. cut a promo and and reference it. Like it, it's such a immersive thing, which is awesome because independence. A lot of like we mentioned before, it's one-offs. You know, you're yep. you're one a month and BPW. Hopefully, you're back there. And we'll talk about that in a second. Yep. But that was a one-off. You know, you're in a match that had really no build, right? You're just there. Mm-hmm. But if you were looking at it, your intentions were everything to do with what they're seeing on this YouTube series. So it's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. And to that point, you know, literally uh, yesterday, uh, I, I, went, I do, it was announced that I'm, you know, debuting for a uh, company Next Up uh, Wrestling in, uh, in Virginia. It's, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm showing up there in April and I'm, I'm wrestling their champion there. And literally in my post, I said, you know, the goal remains the same. Spread doom, gain gold. That's one of my monikers. It's referenced multiple times in my asthma series. You watch the series, you understand why that's my moniker, why I say that. And so, yeah, without having any conversation with my opponent or having been in his company once, I have a story now because of the the, the established Zach Ramsey's lore that I've created now. Um, and to me, that's, again, it makes, it makes the matches feel more important too and that's you know i've spoken about this uh recently to a lot of people it's one of my pet peeves in independent wrestling now where a lot of people don't even week to week they just kind of they'll just repost a match graphic and be like saturday be there it's like okay but to me it's like why you know that's that's kind of our job to make you know why and so even if i don't have a story built in the company it's my job to tell 
at least from my perspective, why this match is important. And that's why every week on my social media, again, not to toot my own horn, but I mean, technically that's what I'm on here to do. Toot my own horn. <laughs> uh, you know, every week I have a match, I post a promo. Even if I, I've never been there before, if I haven't spoken to the guy I'm wrestling with, I have no idea. Sometimes I don't even know who I'm wrestling yet. I'll find out day of. But I'm going to post a promo because if I don't think it's important enough to cut a promo and post it out, then how do I expect you to think it's important enough to come out and watch? So to that point, you know, we as wrestlers need to put that effort in. And even if we don't have a story, make a story. And if that story ultimately doesn't even influence the match that much, at least you're giving the fans and the followers and the promotion something to work with. And you mentioned gaining gold. You are the current reigning AON Pennsylvania champion, which is, you mentioned before, promotion in central Pennsylvania. And you retained the championship back on February 4th at Cabin Fever. Uh, let's shine some light on what's going on over there and tell people what they have coming up and what you're potentially doing there and some young upstart wrestlers that you want people to check out. Yeah, you know, uh, AON, it's a great spot. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've been fortunate to uh, really get my hands dirty there. I came in in November of 2021. And uh, they've got a, a, a great, strong core there. Uh, but they also, it's a great place to step in and even if it's for one or two months, kind of come in, do your rotation, come out. Um, I think it's, they do a good, uh, something that I wish more independent companies did, which is, again, you have your long running stories, but you're willing to bring people in uh, on a whim too. And I, I think that's a, it's a great dynamic because there's a lot of places there where it's like, hey, we have our guys and no one outside the box that's not in the know can come in. And I'm like, well, that's stupid because then you can tell stories and that's great, but you want some fresh blood sometimes, but some people cut that out. And in other places, it's two month to month and there's not enough consistency. Uh, I think they really have a great uh, a, a great basis uh, for what we're doing there. But uh, for Zach Ramsey's, you know, I, I came in. I'm undefeated since my debut. I've never lost a match there. Uh, I took it by storm last July. I uh, won the championship in a two out of three falls match. Two uh, falls back to back, but, you know, uh, so... Came in, did that, and you know, been uh, running rough shots since, and yeah, and, and since winning the championship, now uh, my uh, ego is even more inflated. It's why I brought <laughs> the building where I'm just like, you know, what? If it's something I don't want to deal with, they're going to deal with it for me. And so we're progressing the character more and more there. Uh, though this past month I did retain the championship, but it was a double countout. So this is the first time I didn't definitively win the match uh, against uh, former WCW ECW talent known as T Ranchula. Mm. Uh, so. Uh, the powers that be want to uh, have a rematch in April when I come back. So we'll see how that goes, but uh, I don't think it will go well for uh, Mr. Uh, T. Rantula, <laughs> but you know, what do I know? But otherwise, you know, it's uh, you know, so a lot of, a lot of great young talent there. Uh, a lot of great established guys. The company has been around for a while. They took a break in the early 2010s and uh, brought it back recently. Uh, you know, one of my favorite opponents I've had in uh, the mid-Atlantic region is uh, Israel Sharif Fakor. Uh, he's a guy who's a regular there. Uh, you know, uh, Jai Cole was the man who I beat for the championship. He's another guy in that area who's tremendously talented. Uh, you, you know, I, I've wrestled a lot, a lot of really good guys. Uh, it's the, the list kind of goes on and on, but um, it's, it's a, it's a cool spot. It's a cool environment. Um, you know, they, a lot their shows are based in a, a, a mall there. So it's kind of a, a unique uh, setting, which I think, you know, Again, further differentiating themselves from other promotions, I think it's very effective in that manner. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a good place to be. I'm happy to be there and uh, the spearheading the uh, the company as as we've been rolling through 2023 so far. It's a nice title belt too. Very unique. It has the yeah. it's the pictures look really sharp on the yeah. So check them out, guys. Aon and you guys like Zach's uh, mentioned. You guys check out on his Instagram post when they'll be having the show in April. Catch his rematch where he's be de defending the championship. Let's go back to VPW for a second. You made your debut sure. at Notorious, uh, Fatal 4 match, Percy Ryan, Alvin Alvarez, Travis Jacobs. Uh, what was your experience like there? And I know it's a VPW is unique. There's a there's a certain staple of guys that come in and out that seem like they work there consistently, but uh, very hot crowd. They always draw a big house there and a lot yeah. of kids. Uh, yes. was, what was the experience like at VPW for you? Uh, it was great. Uh, you know, I was really happy to get in there. Uh, I've been in talks with trying to come in with them for – uh, a little under a year, we were trying to figure it out. Uh, just, you know, uh, fortunately, uh, I'm busy enough that we just couldn't line up a date, but we, we finally got one on the books and, uh, you know, great talented group of guys in that four way, you know, uh, ironically, I've 
you know, I've shared locker rooms with Travis uh, many times over the last couple of years, but this is our first time actually getting in the ring together. Uh, but, you know, he represents the Monster Factory really well, and he's uh, you know, a, a talented big dude. Alvin, uh, I've known for a while. Uh, I've, I've only worked with him once prior, uh, Outlaw Wrestling, uh, but uh, I was always, I'm always happy to get back in there with him. We always have fun, and he's a, a good, experienced person to uh, lead any match. And then Percy... It was my first time meeting and working with him, but ironically, I saw him again two weeks later at Remarkable, and uh, you know what a, what a great guy, and uh, you know obviously you know, he he knows his craft, and I, I really like what he's doing just as far as his persona and everything goes. You know, just it was it was a nice mesh of four talented guys, in my opinion. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and I thought we, we we put together a, a nice uh, nice four way car crash, which is what those matches are. You know, just uh, let's go have some fun, beat each other up, and Let's uh, get get everyone going. It's a nice middle of the show match, and uh, you know it was uh, all good stuff. Uh, VVW was great in general. Again, as you said, it was, it was a very good crowd. Uh, I felt that they got our story, and you know I thought that we we kind of we stuck the landing. Um, I will be back there in April on April fifteenth. I will be returning for their anniversary show, and uh, ideally I'll be there uh, on a frequent enough basis going forward. It'll be uh, hopefully another a place I can kind of get my, dig my heels into a little bit and, and uh, make something uh, story-wise there. But uh, fortunately, again, it's it's a very good, uh, diverse roster. Uh, I think one thing VPW does well is that Long Island Wrestling, you kind of have different sections between, you know, you have Create a Pro, you have VPW, you have NYWC, you kind of have these different sections. Um, I think VPW does a good job of really incorporating uh, all of these vibes, plus bringing in the outside talent and, and creating a, a unique dynamic, but a dynamic that uh, holds value in uh, Long Island wrestling, which is important because there's a lot of really great talent uh, on, in Long Island. So uh, I think it's really cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back there and roughing someone up uh, next month. <laughs> So you mentioned New York Wrestling Connection, and you've been there quite a bit. You mentioned you're early on a few years ago. I recently saw you hotter than hell back in August when you wrestled Big O. Yes. Uh, he's now the MYWC champion. Uh, but speak to your time at MYWC and you know, future plans working there and maybe yeah. working with Big O a little bit, uh, two big men getting there and uh, beating each other up, as you said. Yes. So MYWC is uh, the location which I uh, started my training at, and uh, I kind of cut my teeth in back in 2019. And again, uh, a tremendous group of guys there, uh, really, really uh, underrated. I think a lot of people there, um, you know, I, I was fortunate having three great trainers when I came in. You had uh, Bull James, the former Bull Dempsey from NXT, uh, Rex Lawless, uh, established name on the independent wrestling scene, and Michael Mastretta, uh, household name in NYWC, but also an established name in, in the Northeast area here. All three guys all brought a lot of different uh expertise and, and coaching to me, which really was a uh, huge in finding myself in this business, you know, Rex and bull, very big on maximizing my size, uh, something that you can't teach it, uh, as the old, uh, big cast and Enzo <laughs> gimmick would go, yes, but, uh, you know, you know, they, they, they were very big on like, you know, the second you start just wrestling like everyone else and, uh, not protecting your size, you're just that you're like anyone else use what you have. That's unique to you that you can't give away and, and make it yours. And so they really, they ingrained that into my mind and uh, I've, I've only seen benefits of that mentality. Thanks to them. And Mike uh, invested more time than anyone into me individually in the ring, kind of figuring out all, all the movements. And as I referenced before, I played college football at the university of Delaware. Uh, so kind of unlearning a lot of football uh, athleticism and readapting that into wrestling athleticism took me a little time. Uh, you know, when you're every day of your life for years, you're told, hey, stay low, quick feet, choppy feet. Like uh, all of a sudden it's like, no, you're a big man. Stand tall, big <laughs> steps. Uh, don't, you don't want the happy. It's like, wait, hold on. Everything I've been told doesn't matter anymore. What am I doing? <laughs> so he really helped me through that. Um, and then, you know, um, as I kind of got into things and I wasn't really uh, ring ready to go and do, you know, 15 minutes main events at the time, they were great in giving me the opportunity to really get in there and still get ring in ring reps, uh, both as a manager and in tag matches. So they kind of eased me in. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I learned a lot and, uh, by the time the pandemic was, was kind of eased in, I was like, all right, you know, it was a great place for me to start, but, uh, you know, like a rolling stone, I gotta go, I gotta go. And yeah, you know, I didn't, I never wanted to be a guy who was, 
you'll see me in one place and that's it. I want to be a guy that's like, hey, catch me here. I might be six, I might be here for a year, but at some point I'm not. And I'm, I'm an attraction. Uh, so see me, appreciate appreciate what you're getting from me, appreciate the stories, because eventually, like the wind, I'm out. Now I'm, I'm going to be somewhere else and now building that brand. Again, That's that that's that's been my goal. And so, uh, you know, I did uh, last year, I did my uh, my return for NYWC. Uh, I did the the one-off building into the Michael Mastretta Big O uh, uh, title uh, program they were doing. And um, I certainly would be happy to, to return there anytime and, and get some work in. Uh, that's ultimately a scheduling thing and a creative thing, if you know, for them to to put me into uh, what they've got going. So, uh, but fortunately, uh, I again, I'm, I'm in a situation where I'm happy to work anywhere, but uh, it's hard for me to work in certain places just because I'm active and uh, I've only got right. only so many only so many weekends and uh, so many Saturdays. So you know, but ultimately, it's a great place, and uh, you know, I, I always wish them nothing but the best. And they had a successful psycho circus. Uh, Two weekends ago now, and I uh, I'm excited for what they got coming up next. They got the uh, Matt Cardona coming back and wrestling the big O for the title, so I'm sure that'll be a great show. So you mentioned seeking out schooling at NYWC, and there had to be a spark originally to get you to seek out school. You mentioned football, the athletic tendencies, and you drawn to athletic nature. But pro wrestling is something that's much different, as you mentioned, just the, with the footwork and all that. But Ooh, yeah. what started this journey for you uh, and want to be a training for a wrestler? Were you just a lifelong fan? Did someone come up to you and say, hey, you're really big. This would be awesome for you to do. Or what is the story about you eventually making the call or dropping an email to NYWC? So pretty much uh, I've, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. Uh, you know, I, I was as a kid, it was something that always intrigued me. And, you know, I spoke about the characters. You know, I remember being a kid turning on Thursday night, SmackDown and seeing The Undertaker and being in awe and, you know, uh, JBL and all these other big characters that I just thought were fascinating. Um, I was, you know, as I got older, I kind of got more and more into it. Uh, then uh, when I went to college uh, at, at Delaware, they they have a funky schedule there where it's they, they the the placement of the semesters is weird. Where like the spring semester starts usually like the second week of February, uh, which is later than most schools. So what they did was, uh, you know, they would have what they called winter session, which was the first week of January till the first or second week of February. And then the, the, the spring semester would start up. And uh, within that, we would come back for football and we train and we'd take a class or whatever. But it was, you know, you didn't do a lot. You would, you know, you work out at five in the morning, you do you go to your class at eight. And then it's like, all right, from 10 o'clock until 10 o'clock, you were kind of free to do what you wanted. And so um, in that free time, it kind of gave me the time to really kind of dive more into wrestling than I even had as a kid where I loved it. And, you know, I was, I was always like a WWE guy and I would, I would watch uh, TNA at the time here and there. Uh, but it was really in my college days where I really dove into the depths of pro wrestling. And, you know, I, I, I fell in love with new Japan pro wrestling and all Japan pro wrestling. And uh, I really started delving into history and, you know, I became a, uh, you know, a, big mid-south guy and you know realized that dick murdoch is the greatest thing ever and you know all of, all of a sudden i was just everything i could was wrestling uh, you know I, I, on a regular weekend i was like hey you guys want to go out to the bar that's cool i'm gonna stay here and catch up on rev pro and wxw and then, you know i have to wait up until three in the morning to watch uh dominion live so you know <laughs> that was all of a sudden that was all i cared about and uh as my college football days were winding down I knew, I knew I, I didn't, I, I love football. I still love football to the fact that I'm still involved with it in coaching, but I knew that physically my days in football were, 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 were numbered and that was fine. I accepted that and I was, my, my body was okay with it. Um, but I knew that I was like, all right, while I'm in my physical prime still, and you know, I'm, you know, strong and mobile. Um, let me, if I'm, if I was ever going to do pro wrestling, I got to do this now while I, you know, because again, despite what, uh, you know, we're seeing more and more that I, I suppose you can do this until you're 60, like sting, but traditionally <laughs> there is a clock on your body and you can't wrestle forever. Um, so I was like, you know what, while I am ready to, to go and bang and get after it, let's do this thing. So my last college football game was in, uh, uh, no, no, what was it? November, December? Uh, I guess it was December. No, it was actually it was Thanksgiving weekend. So it was November of, of 2018. Uh, 
finished my last semester, packed up, and then January 2019, I was like, hey, let's get to work here. You know, I, I emailed a lot of the, the local uh, Long Island uh, companies to kind of gauge what was going to fit best. And uh, just like my high school recruiting days, I dropped into a couple different practices to see kind of what was going on, what vibe I liked. And uh, I got a good vibe from uh, NYWC and the rest is uh, got me to where I am now. That's awesome. And you mentioned watching wrestling growing up and some of the guys you mentioned, you mentioned Taker, you mentioned JBL, any other guys that were favorites growing up that you can circle and be like, must see TV, have to see what they're doing from a week to week basis. Yeah. I mean, especially from my, from my youth, you know, uh, Chris Jericho's running from 2009 to 2010, uh, well, I guess 2008 to 2010, uh, when he was doing the best in the world gimmick. I, I, I mm. that's still one of my favorite characters of all time from, to me. Uh, you know, I, I love what he did there. Uh, you know, I, I was a I, I was a big SmackDown guy in general. I loved CM Punk's Strange Society. I, again, you see my my cult uh, uh, fandom in my own work here, but I love that whole vibe what he was doing there. Uh, you know, um, as I got older, you know, I, I uh, I'm a huge Minoru Suzuki fan. You know, I love watching his stuff in Noah. I love watching his stuff in New Japan. Uh, yeah, I, I still I mean to this day, even though he's not in the last. Three years, people don't say it as much, uh, but like late uh, 2017, 2018, everyone in the world was recognizing and touting the fact that Kazuchiko Kata is the greatest wrestler in the world. And I, again, I still think he is. Um, right. I love a, a, anything that man will do, I will watch and salivate at. Uh, just incredible. So uh, across the board, there's there's so many guys that, uh, you know, I, I'm always, I, I love watching. And one I, I brought up the other day is that, you know, um, I think Gunther, when he was uh, Walter out on the independence, I think in, in 2017, 18, 19, when he was literally just going to every independent promotion in the world and just taking championships and killing people was one of my favorite runs I've seen in independent wrestling ever. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I loved, you know, you just, you're up to America. It was just, he just took over and it was consistently booked well and consistently booked to be this monster uh and and put on incredible matches the whole way um just lo love it all love it all and, and that's the beauty of pro wrestling now you have so much content that's so readily accessible it's it's easy to fall in love with it yeah and you mentioned there's so much wrestling to consume nowadays and it's almost overwhelming to the point where you have to prioritize things you want to watch but i'm of the mindset i'm sure you're the same more wrestling creates better wrestling because competition breeds success i think for so long, WWE was was complacent with their product, and I think now they're being challenged, not to the level where anyone's going to put them out, but they don't want to they don't want to be made to look bad. So, like obviously today we're filming Sunday the fifth. It's Revolution, so just you know, I'm sure people from WWE are watching the event and they want to top yeah. them come WrestleMania things. Like that. And it's always good. But what are you watching as far as current product goes? You mentioned New Japan Pro Wrestling, you mentioned WWE, but on a week to week basis, I know you're busy, but. What wrestling you prioritize in circle? And like, I want to watch Dynamite. Is it Raw? Is it SmackDown? Uh, for me, week to week, it's it's usually Dynamite and SmackDown. Those are the ones I usually get in. Uh, it just timing wise, it's easiest for me. You know, I'm uh, as I said, I, I coach and I'm a, I'm a teacher, so uh, weekdays are uh, usually a little little tight. Uh, Wednesdays are my most free day, which is why I watch Dynamite. Uh, and then uh, Friday night, if I'm not wrestling myself, uh, you know. I, I can check out SmackDown, but again, even if I'm, uh, if I am wrestling on the weekend, it's, uh, you know, I, that's one that, especially just because of the content they've had on there, I'm more compelled to go out of my way to watch it. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I was, I was wrestling this Friday, so I actually didn't get the chance to watch it yet this week, but, um, but I did see the, the major stuff. And to me, it's like, yeah, you need to be involved in the modern scene to have a finger on the pulse. I, I I'm always, baffled by people that are like oh well i don't watch any of anything current because like there's nothing good anymore i'm like yeah, well and, I, and and again ultimately it's subjective you you don't have to like anything that's going on right now that's fair but the people who are on top are on top of the business that you're in right now so i don't know i just don't understand how you don't at least keep up to see what they're doing just to see what people are into and what what's working uh to it's just doing work uh, you gotta do yeah and what we're doing a show on turnbuckle tavern called shot and nostalgia and the first season was wcw 96 now we're we did ecw 95 now we're doing wf 1998 but what we're seeing is a lot of these promotions that before it reaches wwe there's a groundswell of momentum that's building up so like w ecw 1995 
was the precursor to the attitude error because you see it yep. building the popularity on a smaller scale. And obviously mm -hmm. with the machine of WWF or WWE now with the money and the, and the machine behind it, they can create it and bring it to the general public. And the same can be said now when you're watching wrestling with impact and even GCW, when you see things like I look at intergender wrestling as the future of wrestling, I, I, mm -hmm. I see that and that may not make it to WWE in the next five, six years, but I think it will eventually, but there's yeah. things like that. If you're not following, as you mentioned, momentum and reading the tea leaves of what's going on in wrestling, you're just missing out because that's how you read what will get maybe you over in, in, in the, in the future, you know? So I think that's a good point you made. Yeah. I mean, let's see, you, you need to know what's in and not again to the, to the early conversation we had, it doesn't mean then to, Hey, people love Canadian destroyers apparently. So <laughs> I'm only going to do Canadian destroyers. That's not the point, but what gets reactions? What doesn't, you know? And, and even within that, hey, that didn't get a reaction, but I think if you did it like this, maybe it would. You know, get the creative wheels turning. And, and to your point alone, you know, you know, being involved in independent wrestling and, or, and that, that kind of that in-between level where, you know, you know, GCW and things of that nature, that's, that is absolutely setting the platform for the future. And, you know, people have said it now. It's not, I'm not the original of the concept, but, you know, that was PWG in 2015, 2016, AEW. That's, that set the stage for here. And granted, obviously there's a lot of similar suspects between both of those rosters, but that's the whole thing. You, it's, it's wrestling, wrestling history is it, it, it the past tells the future and and you can look back through all of history to see that you know it's it's nothing shocking uh if you are just aware and that's and i think it's so much fun as a result when you you know you do see those things are like when you, a if you were part of watching it and seeing it come through or if you look back and you're like wait that was going on in 2017 and that like so it's just like it's, yeah yeah yeah, it, it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, you mentioned, you know, Walter on the indies and now watching what he's doing. It's no surprise that people have been following him. I mean, yeah, he's in much better shape now, but he's still the same mean guy in the ring slapping people's chest off. Yep. So, yeah, people that are seeing him like, wow, I can't believe he's restoring the IC title to its prominence. They're like, no, I'm not shocked. Like, as you mentioned, he was all across Europe and North America just beating the hell out of people and dominating. So this is no surprise yep. if you give him the platform and you follow the history. It's no surprise to you. So, you know, exactly. again. Great point. So you mentioned wrestlers growing up and now you're 6'9", 275 pounds, and you're likely always the bigger man in the match because wrestling skews sort of smaller on this, this era of wrestling. Yeah. And you really emphasize power and agility in the ring. We watched that in your move set. I see influence from the big show, maybe Kevin Nash. Is there anyone else that you're watching tape from to fine tune in the ring? Cause you mentioned you want to emphasize the size without giving it up, but yeah. I'm sure there's guys you're watching on a daily, on a daily basis to make sure you're like, all right, that was cool. That emphasizes my size. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of guys that I draw influences from. Uh, definitely, I mean, Kevin Nash is one I hear from people on the outside a lot, and that's definitely there. Big Show, honestly, not as much, but I, but I also grew up such a fan of the Big Show. Uh, again, I talked even about that Jericho run, you know, when they did Jericho show in 2009. It was a great tag team. Uh, but, you know, so probably even subconsciously, there's Big Show in me that I'm not even recognizing sometimes. But, yeah, you know, uh, as far as classics go, you know, it, going off of guys like Brody and stuff like that, it's, you know, how do you not pull from someone like that? And just his explosiveness and the, 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 the aura he brought to the ring, uh, you know, I love all of that. One guy who I like to watch uh, his, his time in new Japan, I think it has been that it's been very useful for me is uh, the, uh, the giant Bernard or, you know, a train, whatever, Albert, Lord Tensai, whatever you want to call him. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he was someone that when, when he, he was a big dude over it, when he was in new Japan crushing it. And, uh, the way he worked his matches, I love watching just the psychology of what he does. Cause he very much, he, the, the style I like to work and the kind of the, the, the pacing of a match that I like to work is something that he, uh, he very much had the same mentality. And so he's someone I definitely pull from often. Uh, and you know, Fortunately, there's just there's a lot of big dudes uh, that are are fun to watch, and even just pulling little things like a Morishima or a Takayama, something like that, where it's like, okay, like, you know, the am I going to do exactly what Takayama's doing? Like, no, I'm not. I'm not like a a MMA inspired wrestler, but like, you know, he had some of those bigger strikes and stuff like that. But it was like the way he did certain movements. I'm like, I can pull that. Like, that's something I can steal. And so, 
Uh, again, fortunately, it's so easy to do this because it's just there's stuff everywhere. Uh, and obviously, I, I mentioned uh, Gunther and Walter's work before, and he's obviously some of that. Uh, at the point where I knew I wanted to make the jump into wrestling, I was watching so much of. So he he's absolutely someone that still uh, impacts what I'm doing. Yeah, and we watch on the AW roster. I'm thinking right now, off the top of my head, Satnam Singh. Obviously, he's working the big man style. But yeah. go back to Luchasaurus for a sec. Like, there's been a lot of criticism from people in the business from the past and present about him doing. I mean, his name is Luchasaurus, so I guess he's doing the Lucha style. But doing the stuff he's doing at his size, it just. I don't know. What's your feelings on that? I know that there's, there's a strong divide of opinion where people feel like maybe he should be emphasizing the size, be the bigger man in the match, not just doing sentons and flips and destroyers, as you mentioned. Yeah. Well, it's uh, interesting. Or, yeah, ultimately, obviously, I don't uh, I do not do anything that he does. So obviously, I'm not someone who's like, <laughs> I think it's all great because if I did, I would do it too. Uh, part of that is that he's certainly very athletic and there's certain things he does that I don't know that I could do, but also I never tried because it's not really my style, but to the point, I think that it's, it's a tough call where, you know, the, the early conversation of he is not doing things that are exclusive to him. He's doing things that yeah, and everyone else's match is doing. And does that take away from him? Some people would argue, yes. Yeah. Other people would say, well, it's even more impressive that he's doing it. You know, people used to always talk about that with Keith Lee and, and Dijak back when they were having their their uh, singles matches and, you know, doing Spanish flies and this and that. It was like, it's even crazier that these two can do it considering how big they are. And it's like, right. yeah, one could argue that takes away from other guys on the show where it's like, well, I just saw the 6'5 guy do that, so why am I impressed by the 5'8 guy doing that? So I think there, there is a, a kind of a reverb that impacts the rest of the card off of that a little bit. But at the end of the day, wrestling is a business of reaction. And uh, Luchasaurus, I mean, uh, especially you look at 2019 uh, when when uh, 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 Jurassic Express was really kind of on the rise in that, that fall, he was one of the most over guys on Dynamite week to week. And it's like, Ultimately, that's what we're here to do. We want people to be intrigued by what we're doing enough that they want to see you. And so it's like, you know, it's you hear people talk about it a lot with uh, a lot of the modern uh, wrestling, but you know, wrestling is it's 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 a progressive form of entertainment that you 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 can't hold on to the old ideals forever. But there's some old ideals that need to stay present or that become new again as time goes on. So it's a, it's a very fine line to walk. I know I'm, I'm speaking vaguely because I don't want to speak badly of anybody. But ultimately, my point here being that there's a lot of things that he does that I, I don't do and I wouldn't do. But he's somebody that's gotten himself uh, signed by the second biggest promotion in America. And he has gotten regular television time. And uh, he's very athletic and very talented. So ultimately, what he's doing is working at some level here. So it's hard for me to uh, to knock uh, anyone one way or the other. Though I will say that when he turned heel, he he definitely did reel it back a little bit, which was important because you can't be outshining Jack Perry when you're wrestling him by doing that cool shit. So um, he 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 realized that and mm-hmm. definitely pulled it back a little bit. So um, divisive for sure. Uh, I, I I think my answer ultimately lies in my style as far as kind of what I do. Yeah, and speaking of Luchasaurus's heel thing, and I know there's been some like there's a copyright infringement thing with his mask. That's why yeah. he's not on TV. But that vice nerve submission he was doing, love it. Like I think that yeah. fits his style, like really, really cool. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Luchasaurus, but I was just curious because we were just talking about that. And as you said, reaction is everything. And yeah. the AEW audience sort of skews, they will react to things like that. So uh, just, you know, interesting segue into our conversation, but yeah. we mentioned the Indies in the Northeast and you're even obviously even outside of the Northeast, you've been all over the place, but sp- specifically the Northeast, Long Island area, you know, Boston, some, all these guys are the most talented in wrestling. We see at the top of cards in these main promotions, they're from this area. Yeah. What do you think is the reason for this boom in town? And I guess how high has the bar been raised for the next crop of talent that will eventually go to these major promotions and hopefully take the mantle and continue on with what, what's been going on here. Yeah. I think the answer is in the proximity where uh, there's so many places you can go within a a pretty small window of time uh, where, you know, being a New Yorker specifically, I mean, if I want to get to to Boston, I'm five hours. If I want to get to DC, it's five and a half hours. I want to get to Baltimore. It's, you know, 
four, four and a half. I want to get to Philly. It's two and a half. I want to get to Pittsburgh. It's it's eight. You know, I want to get to Maine. It's seven. I want to get to to Virginia. It's uh, it's seven. It's like everything's manageable. So you uh, being in the Northeast, we have such a, a luxury of you. Can, there's so many places in between there that you can go and get work. Uh, as opposed to, I mean, I'm sure there's guys in the Midwest who it's like, all right, you know. I got my 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 local indies, and then beyond that, I gotta drive twelve hours to get to the next destination. So, you're you're in a tougher spot. It, you it's it's uh, it's definitely a blessing to be where we are, and uh, you know it's 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 um, you just you you have so many opportunities to, to just mix and match with different guys. And yeah, we spoke about VPW before. Alvin has been a Long Island guy for a long time. Uh, Travis Jacobs is again South Jersey, but in, been in the Northeast scene for the last six, seven years. Percy, uh, he's been around for a little while himself. Again, Long Island based here. It's like, and yet I've been wrestling for for several years now, and I've only shared the ring with one of them once. That's that to me that speaks to the amount of options out there, and that's awesome. You get fresh opponents, fresh styles, and then those people are going and working with other people and bringing different things back. How do you not get better? How do you not have the cream of the crop in the Northeast? Right. Good point. And as we wrap up here, I mean, we talk about legacy and how, you know, 20, 40, 50 years from now, you're sitting in a rocking chair, really old and listening to whatever about, you know, on the radio, I picture, I picture this with, uh, when we talked about this, I talked to Phil Cardigan about talking about his legacy. How do you want to be remembered in wrestling? When we say the, the miasma, Zach Ramsey's and, you know, whether it ends in WWE, TNA, wherever you wind up being, how do you want to be remembered as a talent? Ultimately, I want to be looked back as someone who was, you'll never mistake in Zach Ramsey's for someone else, whether that's physically uh, or within my, my, my persona as the miasma. Like you, if you, if you encountered Zach Ramsey's, that guy was was different, and uh, you know that was within my my, my wrestling. I try to emphasize that my my, my look when I come to the ring, uh, and obviously within uh, the series, my asthma series. That's been the goal. Where you know I want people to recognize I'm more than just elbow drops and choke slams. There's a whole lot more going on here, and uh, and so, and again. I, I never, I don't knock anyone else. There's a lot of guys who their goal is I'm going to hang my hat on just being a really good in-ring technician, which is absolutely important and absolutely something that needs to be emphasized. But there's 852 really great workers within 50 miles of me right now. And that's great. But why, why am I going to remember worker number 432 over worker 726? That's where... I want to at least you know, whatever I, wherever I end up, whatever I end up doing, be like, you know what, Zach, he said there was this part really jumped out to me or, you know, that this element of his character or the way he looked when he, when he walked through that curtain, like that stuck with me. And so if I can, if I can leave a mark that said, Hey, that was Zach Ramsey's stamp. I did something. And part of this show is talking about future stars such as yourself and wrestling, as we mentioned before, over and over again, seems to have more talent than ever. And this is the time, and I always do this end the show, who are three wrestlers that you recommend that people should check out to break out the remainder of 2023 or and beyond? And this is your time to you know tell people where to find them, uh, three guys or more, if you have more in mind. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to pick a few here. Um one guy uh, that I, uh, I, you know, I'll always come back to him, uh, and part of this is uh, loyalty, but also uh, part of it is that he deserves more credit than he gets, is uh, Michael Mastretta from uh, NYWC here on Long Island. Again, he was one of my trainers, uh, but also he's just a guy who he's been uh, chopping away uh, at this business for uh, for a little bit here, and he's he's great in the ring, but he's also got a personality that that uh, is so uniquely his, and it's so much fun uh, that I just think that he's someone that deserves all the love in the world. So he's one person that jumps out um, in uh, down in Delaware. Well, I guess he's he's really from uh, from uh, uh, Maryland, uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling specifically. Um, 
a guy down there who, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity of crossing paths with in Dynamite Championship Wrestling uh, is a guy called Ryan Gates down there. Uh, you know, there's a couple of those MCW trainees who I've had the chance to work with, you know, uh, Alex Devine, uh, Tim Spriggs, uh, you know, uh, several several dudes in that mix uh, that I think are all really talented. But Ryan's a guy that, you know, I've, I've seen work several times uh, there. And, uh, yeah, I th- and I've had the opportunity to work with him a few times as well. And he's someone I think is really, really great uh, and definitely doing some good stuff. Uh, and then I'm going to name a third here. Um, this is kind of, it's a little bit of a play on your question here, but I broke the rules. I'm going to do what I want to do. But, uh, you know, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, uh, formerly of WWE, uh, he has recently started his uh, promotion, Three Legacies Wrestling in the Lancaster area. And though he himself, he, he does wrestle on it. Uh, I think it's more so an, uh, the, the fact that I think that that promotion is a place to, to keep your eye on right now where uh, there's a lot of guys in there of varying levels. Uh, some guys are very established. You know, uh, when I, I wrestled for them in January, I made my debut there. You know, you had Paul London on the show who obviously established name, but uh, Rodriguez has his own school that they had guys from the school that are on the show who are making waves there. And you have guys like myself who are in the indie mix who are coming and plugging and working with different guys, uh, from from around the area uh so i don't have a specific name from there but i'm saying that that's they they're running their fifth show uh in march here and uh, i think that's just a place that you're you're going to continue to see uh really good stuff in there they, they're creating a great groundswell of support in lancaster right now you know i was there it, it was their third show they had i think they had 700 people at the show wow. uh, they're, they're, they're they're building something cool there so from the homegrown guys that are on the rise and and the guys like myself who are uh, just there to, to, to party and have some fun and put on some great matches. It's a place you definitely want to keep your eye on. Yes. Check them out. I love that answer by the way. So that's uh we'll definitely check them out myself and give them a follow on Instagram. You guys can also give Zach Ramsey's a follow on Instagram at Zach Ramsey, Z a K K. Make sure you have yeah. both K's in there. Ramsey's yep. and also go to miasmatheseries.com. Catch up on all those YouTube, the five episodes catch up. So you know exactly what's going on there. They're bite-sized right now from, you know, we did, we're, we're getting ready for revolution. Uh, you can watch them in between you get home from work you can consume all of it in one, one sitting, make sure you do that. And, but I want to pre, I want to thank you for, first of all, hopping on here with me and taking the time and chatting. And this has been oh, a yeah. pleasure, uh, but before I let you go, I'm going to give you the platform to give a few things that you're coming up with in 2023 in the immediate that you want people to know right now, uh, what's going on for the next couple of weeks for you. So uh, for Zach Ramsey's, uh, as we've spoken about here, obviously the series has been uh, the the big push of mine for the last month. So yes, the the, the finale did just drop on Friday. So I implore you check the th- the whole thing out here. It's five episodes and it's uh, it's a, it's a good time. Uh, Bias answers that may be, it's a good time. So check that out. But um, you know, I uh, I just was at uh, the sanctuary in Pennsylvania, uh, Hazleton this past weekend. I'll be in uh, in Pennsylvania again this weekend for in York PA for uh, it's a crossover show with Valor Pro Wrestling's uh, Seven Mountains Wrestling. Uh, so I'll be there this coming weekend. Um, I have a show booked for the last weekend that is not officially my my appearance hasn't been announced yet, so I won't uh, say it yet. But keep your eyes on my social media for that. Uh, April, I'm all over. Yeah, I'm back in AON the first week. Uh, the second week, uh, I'm back with seven mountains. The third week I'm back with, uh, VPW on Long Island here. Uh, fourth week I'm down in Virginia. Like I was saying before, uh, fifth week, I'm in, uh, uh, Westchester for, uh, American Coliseum wrestling, uh, May first week I'm back down in Delaware for dynamite championship wrestling. So if you are a pro wrestling fan in the Northeast, you have an opportunity to see Zach Ramsey's at some point coming up soon. So, as uh, the dates keep coming, you'll keep hearing them. Stay with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm on TikTok now, which I avoided because I did not want to get into that rabbit hole. But, I <laughs> but you have to do that if you want to be on social media. So I'm on there now. You can follow me on any of those. Again, subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, for the series and any other content I have coming out because I'm always trying to plug different things on there. There's plenty of ways to see what's up, both with the character and if you want to see the real thing in the ring. Just uh, stay with me. If I'm not there, if not by you uh, in the near future, I'll probably be by you sometime in the next couple months because I'm, I'm always traveling, always trying to meet new people, network, have some fun, and kick some ass. So that's what it's all about. And make sure you guys follow Zach Ramsey on social media, all the platforms, miasmatheseries.com. 
Buy some merch too. I mean, you can get that sweet hoodie, I'm sure, right there. Find the way. Is that prowrestlingtees.com? It's not actually. You can only get these from Zach Ramsey's at a live event, which is double the incentive to come out and see me. So perfect. Make it happen, folks. So, guys, as always, spread doom, gain gold. That had, for Zach Ramsey's for Aceville Retro. This has been Visit the Tavern. We'll catch you next time. Thanks again, Zach. Thank you. Thank you.